Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike and Laurent. It is Tuesday, October 12th. In this episode, France are the Nation League champions. They weren't very good. There are no good strikers. But first, Mike, you subjected yourself to a moment of pure death like I did two weeks ago or two weeks ago and watched the U.S. men's national team lose for the first time in 15 attempts to Panama. Mm -hmm. What say you about that game? I think the thing that I took away from it was there are so many things to think about that, A, this is far, far cry from our, our top 11 and our best, you know, the best team we could put out there. There was no Pulisic. There was no Reina. Um, I had trouble recognizing some of the players in the lineup. Um, but Panama, away. Panama, away. You didn't have a shot on target. Just that's that's it. That's the headline. Like you, you got outplayed and outclassed. Now I don't care. Every player on this on this squad in this lineup plays professional soccer. Mm-hmm. Most of them play in MLS, which is sort of <laughs> Mike. Why are you spending your time on this? But they are professionals. They are considered that they do they do this for a career, and they did not get a shot on goal. In 90 minutes in Panama. And before you go into, um, oh, well, CONCACAF has some really tough road environments. That stadium was about 40% full. There was nobody fucking there. Like, it, it, it smacks of the desperation. We were talking about it, you know, off air. But they, the, the bottom line is the United States of America is just not deep enough to compete on, on any stage. And we thought that, that the opposite was true, you know, this summer. When they won that, who gives a shit cup? Yeah, but they uh, were they played bad. all the also rans in Mexico. They won that backing up, basically. They were terrible, right. and they just right. happened to win. Yeah, uh, and it's performances like this where you go, Mike. Even as a Tottenham fan, that was bad, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, so I, 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 I didn't watch this game, but I do know what the performance looked like. It must have looked like first half versus Honduras, where it's ponderous, it's lost. Guys literally with the ball at their feet with their hands up, like, where are you? What are you mm-hmm. doing? Where are where's yeah. the movement? What's yeah. happening? And I'm assuming that, you know, for Panama, it's a big deal. They have that famous qualifier against uh against against Mexico. They made the World Cup last time and we didn't. Yeah. Um, and they're gonna play to win and they're a good team. It's close to close to Colombia. That's a strong side. And CONCACAF is tough. Listen. A draw would have been sure. okay, right? Like oh, no, it's, a draw would have been great. They would great. have struggled and got their goal and whatever. I and think the, the thing, thing is, like, like at some like point, talk- sorry, well, at some point during the game, we were down 1 0, and I, I, I forget who was doing the game uh, on um, Paramount Plus, which is the other thing. The US men's qualifiers is jumping around a lot of the different uh, streaming services. Yeah, everybody's, getting, everybody's to- getting a piece of the action. Yeah, but do they really want it? And do I really want to spend my time on it? But um, they were like, would you take a point out of this game? They were down one in like the 70th minute. And the guy, yes, <laughs> I almost, I heard the three seconds of palpable silence from the commentator going, what the fuck? Yeah, yes, of, co- of course. <laughs> yes, I would. yes, of course. Exactly. I would have said that when it was zero, zero. I, I want, no, yeah. Point. I mean, a point would have been great. Yeah. They could have, they wanted the nine, but they could have finished with the seven. But now yeah. this Costa Rica game becomes big. Yeah. Uh, not that not they're good. not going to qualify, but I mean, we said that last no, time. Not, not. I don't know. I think the big takeaway is this. Whether Bullhalter is bad, good, nepotism, I, I don't care about that. The big question that I have is the United States men's national team does not have enough depth in good players to be taking teams like Panama lightly. Like, you have to play your best 11 over and over and over again until you qualify. Then you can fuck around all you want. Like yeah. this law, lo- this draw or whatever, this loss just makes it worse later. Like ball holter, you're not fucking in the Champions League. There's not a game next week. It's not about the league. It's just win these fucking games. Like, yeah. who are you kidding? What are you thinking? It's not your job to fucking develop players. Your job is to win this group get to the World Cup, and then you can do whatever you want. You can have camps because just getting to the World Cup at this point for the U.S., I think getting out of the group stage would be a win 
Like that oh, would be a big certainly. deal. By the way, it often is because we often find ourselves in a really challenging group. Because we're <laughs> multiple low ranked. times. That's why you need to be highly ranked. Right. Multiple times yeah. in a, in the group of death, right? That's kind of the way that the the dice sort of roll when you're in the situation that you're in. And then so so we we talked about it really quickly about like uh qualifying from different groups and i just was really super duper curious and had an argument with a guy about other countries and like populations of different areas the u.s men's national team has the easiest qualifying of any fucking country in the world i mean aside from aside from oceana i think but there's no big country there I know, right like i, I know, guess I like china is supposed to be but i mean when you look at africa which has almost half a billion people there's 54 countries. They have 10 groups of four teams each. The first five, the, you win your group, and then you play two legs to get in. They get only five teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think CONCACAF gets five as well, but it's in this little tiny group of eight. Like four. half the teams make it. So it's just right. like if we were in Africa, we'd get killed. We'd never make it out of Europe. We're a, a mess. <laughs> we'd be San Marino US, if we were trying to call you think off on the Europe. U.S. could beat Sweden? No fucking way. No chance. Sweden's awesome. Like it sucks no with scoring goals. Right. Like go yeah. back to the go back to the Euros. There were yeah. 24 teams in the Euros. And it was good. How many teams are are not as good as the US? Two? Two. North right? Macedonia? Had, maybe. I was gonna say you had North <laughs> Macedonia, who had more spirit than any US team has had arguably ever. Are we so, as good as Scotland? Do we have anybody better than Andy Robertson? Nope. No. (laughs) Do we have anyone as good as John McGinn? No. Uh, No. No, we don't. Like, he is a (laughs) Premier League player playing every week for two seasons, carrying an up-and-coming team in Aston Villa. Like, yeah, Jack Grealish got moved, not John McGinn. John McGinn and his crooked face that has been smashed more times than he'd like to admit <laughs> is a better player than any player on the men's national team. And that's a He's fact. He's gotten into some bar fights. I love yeah. him for it. I mean, that's, maybe I mean, that's Tyler Adams can be like... John McGinn. Maybe one day right. when his face gets smashed enough. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. But so no, I, I, maybe, Hold on. Let me yeah. dial it back. Let yeah, me give yeah, yeah. Berhalter a little bit of credit because let's be fair. Weston McKinney, Christian Pulisic, right? Gio Reyna, they're not there. They're, I don't even know if they're allowed to be, to be honest. All <laughs> I know is that I've watched all of these internationals. I watch Argentina. Literally, all their players go, oh, what? You want us to jump off of a fucking cliff? No problem. Gio Lacelso, right, right off the cliff. Whatever they say, guys. So those players have no problem living, dying, bleeding for the shirt and for their country. Uh, and I'm not saying that I need this psychotic level of jingoism from Pulisic and company, but he doesn't seem to want to rock the boat at Chelsea, right? And I think, and I, I think he 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 I think he cares about the U.S. men's national. Team. I think he does too. I think, I think the, he takes 2018 extremely personally. But yeah, I think the issue with Pulisic is he can't stay on the field. He can't play hard. Yeah, he gets hurt. Yeah, just no does. Yeah, I know. And Reyna, Reyna as well, right? Um, he's 18, right? Like well, That's fine, but he's still the best we fucking got. But um, <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> but like, well, no, that's a, no, a whole other thing. But like you said, go to Panama, go win, right? Go take these games. I don't care if you lose to Mexico. I don't care if you lose to the Ticos. I don't care about that because it's the same thing we always say about the top four. You don't have to win the fucking thing. You just nope. have to qualify. Right. I don't care. You're never going to catch city. You're never going to catch Liverpool. No Tottenham. Just go be better than Leicester. That's all. Please never, ever play down to Burnley. Like whoop that. That's just go beat Burnley. Just go. Right. So, so as much as just go beat Norwich, let's go back. Let's sort of make an analogy, right? Like one of the things that was what Arsene Wenger used to do was when they were making the top four all the time, they never beat anyone ahead of them or around them. Maybe Spurs sometimes. Sure. They'd take a point here and there. They'd get smoked. That was their big thing. They'd get killed. But let me tell you, when they played a bottom half team, they put a fucking clinic on them because oh, yeah. they passed the ball around them and kicked their ass. And and they'd get their 79 points. But like, you know what? 
Top four, didn't beat anybody. Never going to challenge. Don't give a shit. But yeah. we'll take that money, put it on a bank, and we'll make it to the round of 16, and we'll be good. Thank you. Are you suggesting that Arsene that the US Wenger is should Arsenal? be the coach? Of the United States? Yeah. Yes. That would be awesome. <laughs> Actually, we're, we're not good enough. He would try and make us play, Okay, we'd get so, annihilated. Yeah, yeah, but just think for a second about all of the chance. I would learn Spanish just to hear what the Mexican fans said about Arsene Wenger. <laughs> I would. I promise. I would take classes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of there's a lot of fodder there. Imagine if we got England in the group stage again. Be amazing. Oh God Almighty. So oh, as we as we as we transfer from Europe, the the thing is is I, I do have one thing is like maybe we just need to stop the hyperbole and just accept that our national team is not good, and just kind of go from there. I think that's yeah. really the issue. Is just. We're just not good enough, and that's okay. No, it's look, and again, and, and it's we'll, there we'll qualify, are... and and it'll be fine. And then you know, we just call it a day and be like, okay, we got where we got, but we're not there. It's we're just not close. It's nice that we have players playing in Europe, but we're not there. And I'll tell you how I know we're not there because I watch France and Spain, and I watch Spain and their eighteen-year-olds, and none of them can run fast. None of them are strong. None of them can do anything. But what they can do is they can play the ball with both feet without even thinking. And oh, yeah. they bossed France for a half. It was boring, but super duper tactical first half. So this is the Nations League. This is what Europe created out of friendlies. And you know what? It worked. They yeah. play hard. They want to win. <laughs> Who knew? When you put the good teams against each other, they play hard. Mm -hmm. uh, and I thought Spain were really good. They couldn't. They couldn't uh, break France down. France played 2018 France style. They literally look a half a foot taller than every single Spaniard in every position. And then I, I looked think at they the all were. And then I looked at the Spanish back line and I'm like, oh, there's my friend Eric Garcia, the smartest, most clever defender I've ever yeah. seen, who's Wait. not fast, not quick, and five foot eight. I'm like, you're gonna get beat. And so embarrassing. He did. <laughs> I uh, I was watching the pregame with Ian Dark, who I love listening to him on the call. Mm -hmm. um, I just I was watching the first like half hour of the game, and I was like, I don't, I don't give a shit about this game anymore. I turned it off. I was like, I don't. That's okay. I, I can't. yeah. I mean, it was but but, you, but Eric Garcia but saw, was one of the stories. You saw them moving the ball. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, right? yeah. I just was like, I can't do it today. Yeah, um, no, it's okay. It was it was boring the first half. The second half opened up yeah. after I yeah. can't even pronounce his name. Orozabo, Orozabo, whatever. He was playing the nine for Spain. Yeah, their yeah, problem yeah. was they don't have Benzema and Mbappe, and that's why yeah. they lost. Yep. <laughs> uh, Benzema scored an amazing worldie. Mbappe scored what would have been an offside goal for all of soccer history, but now is not an offside goal. Ball played to him. He was offside. Took a touch from Eric Garcia, who uh, is too slow and not athletic enough uh, in these games. And uh, that's what happened. Like that's what I that's that's the takeaway I've been taking away from Spain is that in general their entire league and why they're declining in general, even in the Champions League, is they're not fast enough, big enough, and have the athleticism. They simply value something different. And the French team. With their, I don't know have a better way to say this, and I'm, I'm just going to say it with the way I say it is, with the immigrants, with all the African immigrants and whatever that means, however you think of that, maybe the whatever, they're bigger and stronger Still and labor. hungrier and whatever. Yeah. they Like you see Pogba in the midfield and you're just like, they, he just posts up on them. And right. Mbappe just runs, like Eric Garcia, he just ran, once he decided that he was going to run past him, he ran past him. Well, yeah, and just like, shrugs him off. Just imagine Paul Pogba standing there. What what would you say he is? Six three, roughly. Six two, six one. Yeah, sure. And, like and a he's gear. a brick shit house, right? Like, and he he runs like a gazelle. He doesn't really get out of first gear that often because of a nope. where he plays on the he field. He doesn't have to. But he doesn't have to. And he looks at it and he goes, "I'm gonna light this motherfucker up." Like that's it's gonna happen. You know why? Because I want to. But to be fair, like Spain, when they do their game, right, they've got try everything's moving around. They don't have to use their athleticism and they do beat you with technical yeah. skill. Listen, but the when the push comes to shove and the battle happens and those moments happen with a big team versus small team, they just get bullied. Uh, and they, I yeah. see it happen sometimes with City. Sometimes, you know, when Fernandinho's not there, I'm just like, oh, there's Rodri again. 
Was it was it Italy <laughs> that they lost to on penalties in the in the Euros? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. They should have beat them too. Yeah, they absolutely should. They were far better in that match. And that but was Italy. But, that was Italy playing like the old Italian style where they just they kinda, went. They, but they went Bonucci, Chiellini. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, they went. were like, we got this. Uh, but it was really good. I really thought that the Nations League is a good tournament. You get to see all your players. Uh, we did have a lot of fun, exciting stuff. Like I said, Mbappe and Benzema are class. If somehow in the ether, Spain pulls an athletic center forward out of the sky, which they seem to be disappearing slowly but surely. I think the last one they had was probably David Villa. Never worked really with um, Diego Torres. Costa. Tor- well, no, well, Torres- well Costa, Costa would be the last one, I suppose. But it didn't really jive with them because he was a Premier League, like he was an English striker playing in Spain. Yeah, and, but like, are you saying been... from like he was the most recent one though, right? Like not he necessarily was the most recent Spain. striker who was who was clinical, but the way they played did not suit him. Like they wouldn't hoof it to him. Yeah, and yeah. let him do his his Luis Suarez impression. He wouldn't let him do his Mourinho ball shit, right? Oh, God, Which what would work so well I, I, I hated him, but I loved him. Diego well, let's, Costa let's, is just a man We talked a lot about this. Yeah. We talked a lot about this off air and mm. with our good friend, uh, producer Chari, as we call him, <laughs> in the in our Twitter group. Yeah. Um, there seems to be a, maybe, how would you characterize this? Like a talent gap at the number nine Just position. a weird gap, yeah, in yeah. number nines. As and a, what we mean by that a, is... Of a, certain, that, of a certain cohort. Right, okay. So the way that, the way you characterize it is, um, it's not that there's not players, it's that there's no next world class, right? And maybe... They're super young or they're super old. Right, and maybe <laughs> Holland is the exception to this. Um mm-hmm. And and fine, but if that's the case, he still seems to be by himself, um, mm-hmm. in the sense that part of this we we were talking about it, and we think that it it has to do with players in that, I guess, one foot out the door genre, that or late I guess they're in that in that era. class, I should say that prime they're, to late prime. They're hanging on now. I mean, how old is Benzema? Is he above thirty four? Is he okay? Because I was thinking about this, I'm like, well, Kane's only 27, right? So mm-hmm. can he he's really? He's the count? one. He's the one. He's the well, one. He's the in between, realistically. Right, but he's but he's a nine. Like he he shows other skills. But I think the thing to think about is is that the nines we're talking about, these scoring players, these strikers, whatever, they're not back to goal. They've all kind of started as wingers and kind of stay out there. Like Mbappe's a winger. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Well, he doesn't want to. We're not. He's, he's not a hold-up man. He's not. He's not Giroud, right? Right. Okay. Wait. That's what on, we're talking stop. about. Let's... We're talking about those. Yeah. Forceful middle of the field, mm-hmm. kick it to him, hold it up, bring wings into play, and then get into the box and get on the end of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's hardly any of them. Right. Right, and that's the gap that's missing. That's what City was like. Well, if I can't get Kane, then. Right, I that's that's the perfect example. Can't right, right. Get like, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly. City's sitting there and they're like, hmm, we need a striker. Let's spend hundred million dollars on Jack Ulish. Okay. Hmm. We need a striker. We're gonna go get Harry Kane, right? No, you're not. Um fuck it. Like there was yeah, no, no you know, like there's not an there's not a there's not a I mean, I think the thing to be clear about is like there's I know it sounds it sounds cheesy to say, but there are levels to this, right? There is there's the trends at the high end sort of late stage champions league where that's really the football we're talking about where the right. competitions and the margins there's are so narrow like want. you know like you know Juve aside from last the last season wasn't worried about winning the la liga uh psg's not winning worried about winning france uh bayern munich except, doesn't care about winning except what? that they didn't last year um, but i looked it up they, that was a fluke like it was a fluke. No, Renz, I know, i know i know scored i looked at their xg plus they were 15 goals over every single yeah. one of their goals was over like it was they uh, were just luck it, it was, was incredible france france did a lester last year i guess we yeah. should say right and like, they were good yeah. and and Mignon is really good so that's fine because they yeah. don't care right but we're talking about that that top level that top group of players yeah. and where is that next group of strikers coming 
Is it because I think there's sort of multiple factors, right? It's wingers who have to press in fast passing teams that are now playing striker and people aren't being actual strikers. So you have that piece and then you have, are we developing them? Are they letting, are they allowing them to play? Are they being moved? Are they becoming center forwards? If you have a decent enough touch and you're big enough, maybe they just stick you in the back. I don't know what's happening, but it is interesting. And I do think about one of the trends historically in football is forwards disappearing. Uh, We went from four to three to two to one. And now you have city playing with none. False nine. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. So it's interesting. It is a question to think about like, where is this next group of traditional big men going to come from? It might just be Holland. It's not Mbappe. It may be Benzema sticks around forever. It may be that those older players just stay forever. Well, right. But even if it's Holland and Holland becomes the next Ronaldo Messi-esque player, right? Um, He's by himself, which I think is the important thing. But I just, I touched on something there that I think. He has to to compete with Mbappe. That's the only way to get those. Sure. But what I'm saying is we're coming out of an era where we had not one, but two of the greatest players in the history of any sport, not just football. They're so massive. They transcended <laughs> everything. They reset expectations. They they brought players along with them because basically they said, this is how good you have to be to even be in the conversation of competing with me. And so you had, for short stretches, you had Agueros, you had Bales, you had Benzema's, you had, you know, Salah different players. for the that. last few years. Yeah. Salah, sure, absolutely. Um and he, and even he even he is a is a fringe winger. He's not a striker. striker. He's a winger. He's a winger, right? He's a goal so, scorer, but he's a winger. He's a winger with an inverted touch, just like Bale, right? So, mm-hmm. um, who there's there's not that that next generation of of players that's really ready and chomping at the bit to take over. But I do think it's partly because these players are still here, right? We're still talking about them. It's not like they're gone. It's not like. You know, Thierry Henry left and everybody was like, uh, we're next. We got next. Right. Like, so, you know, Wayne, yeah, Hooney I, left I, the, the, the we've got next. Ronaldo was like, I'm right here. Yeah. The we've got next thing is always really laughable. When you look at the guy's age that they're comparing them to, you're like, dude, Messi won the Ballon d'Or at 20. Like, what yeah. the fuck are you talking about? Like, right. And it's like the thing 15 that- years of 40 goals. You're like, This is interplanetary. Although yeah. I do think that these types of players, like, the influence of Ronaldo is being seen now, right? Like it's it's ten, it's a twelve year old ten years later. It is Mbappe who was a fan, like so. They may raise the ceiling. They may he was maniacal about his body. You know, all those things could happen. Like we don't sure. know what'll happen. Like I think the way I think about it is like Steph Curry became he he has sons of that are in the league now there's all these guys who play like him and now oh yeah, yeah. i'll shoot from the fucking logo yeah that's normal i'll, <laughs> I'll hit that no problem and right. it's completely changed the way people play so there's that piece of it that i i do think about but i do but have still one a few years off from that really taking hold right like it, it, is, it is, is con- the outlier. it is concerning if you think and this is a good a good jordan comparison messi and ronaldo are going to leave a massive hole that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, like, a, like a big, there's not anything close to that behind them. But the, but as they were coming up, the hole that was left by those in front of them, the Henri's, the Rooney's, the Ronaldinho's, right? Um, Ronaldinho they were, big. yeah, I know, but they were the other Ronaldo, they were gone. They were gone already. Or, mm-hmm. and if they weren't, they were hanging around for the paycheck, right? They weren't dominant. At 36 and 37, they were no, there. No, no, no. They were, I mean, Ronaldinho was gone. Like, Henri was hanging out at Red Bull, like, the, the gone. Like, this, That's the idea saying. of 35, 36 is insane. Like, Zlatan right. is a space alien. And now he's right. finally done at 40. Yeah, yeah, right. But, and that's the thing is that I think it was the apex of like sports medicine and nutrition and technology that allowed these otherworldly other like planetary players to go from all right we're gonna take the the check at 31 and now they're at 35 36 and in and it's part of that like you said it sort of blocks players but just look at Um, someone like like bale or 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 hazard these are guys that got their moves at 
I mean, Bale was, Bale's move was good. Like he he came through. Like I'm not going to yeah. kill Bale, but Hazard got his move at 28, and it's a disaster. Right. Basically, well, all right. Like he Here's never kicked on, ever. Robert Lewandowski is 33 years old. I just looked it up. Legend. Right? He's fantastic. He scored 40 goals last year in the league. In the yeah. fucking league, man. And I get it. Bundesliga is a farmer's league, and, I, and I'm the first one to stand in line and talk shit about it that. But the hard. man scored 40 goals. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like you asked you asked in the group, you know, the Ballon d'Or, we should talk about that too. The Ballon d'Or, mm. um, you know, finalists or nominees were named. And and there was, what, a list of like 15, 20 guys. Mason fucking Mount was on there. And, um, yeah, and uh, – you know, you were like, who who should win? I'm like, it's not. Listen, I'm the card carrying like president of the Harry Kane fan club, right? The man had the most goals and assists in England last year, and it's still not really close. It's not right. Close. Like it's it, Lewandowski. It, it should have been Lewandowski the year before as well. Absolutely. And you know what he yeah. did? He went out and went, "Fuck you! Watch this!" Right? <laughs> so and he breaks Gerd Muller's record that. But no he one did ever that at 33 ever. years old, 32, yeah. 33 years old. That's not no, you have to be that, in a really good team to do that, right? You can't, well, yeah, it's not but you just, also have to be no, but you also have to be a one of the best players in the world, which obviously he is, but you have to be taking care of your body and, and all that stuff. Rooney was he would have been playing showing up on at 33, he showed up shit based, I bet. You know, I like, think I think Rooney's 33 now. Like <laughs> I don't I don't I'm not even I'm not even sure how old he is. If I had an over under him, I'd say 40, but let's see. Dude. He's 35 now. Oh my god. 35. I aged yeah. like milk. Look at that. He's 35. Yeah. He was a done mess. at 26. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, it he makes me feel a- great about 33, huh? How yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing that I think about. <laughs> I, I don't want to go into a Rooney digression. Is this like he might be the one of the most disappointing players that I can think of, like only oh, because yeah. he's compared to Ronaldo. Right. Right. He never kicked on. He never got to be super fit. He was basically washed at 30. He started at 16. But he was look washed. at James Milner. He was washed. He was in MLS at 30. 30. No, Everton, maybe he was by then. Washed. I don't know. He was washed well before. That's not the point. But he, it certainly was. He's 35 now. Christ, I thought he was 45. Like, no. <laughs> no, I know. But so this is this is what I'm saying is that he he didn't. He had the opportunity and the resources, but I also feel like that really got into overdrive about five to ten years later than him. And that's where you're seeing the Ronaldos. Now, I'm not taking anything away from the Ronaldos and Lewandowski's of the world. What I'm saying is that their opportunity has been they, – they've seized every second of it by soaking in all of this science, all this nutrition, all this everything, which has elongated their yeah. dominance yeah. From, their prime. A, yeah. from a small period or a medium period to just the – at just yeah, like a, 15, a world domination years. period. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's what so, that's what allows you to become super famous and become transcendent, right? It's Yeah. It's not Brady at year 15. It's Brady at year 20 when people go, "I I don't know a world without him." Right. That you become bigger than the league, right? Mm-hmm. Ronaldo's now like, "I don't know a world without him." He's bigger than the league yeah. at this point, right? Yeah. He's and he literally is bigger than those leagues. I do have to talk about something uh, related separately from these t- conversation, but I have to talk about Scotland playing Israel because I've been sharing with you disco songs. I've been sharing <laughs> with you uh, Scotland fans singing. I like to boogie. Uh, so Scotland beat Israel, their nemesis. They have a long history of losing to uh, Israel. Randomly, Israel was like, no, no, no. We want to be in Europe. I don't know why that happened. Anyway, if Azerbaijan can be in it, they can be in it. Whatever. Yeah, who cares? Um, So they win 3-2 in Hamden Park, which is the home of Scottish football. And it's the first time the fans have been in the stadium since the pandemic. And Mm -hmm. they're bonkers. The game has everything. They go down immediately. They tie it up. They have a, a penalty in the last minute of the first half blocked. They have a VAR controversy where goal gets reviewed, but then stands. They give up the tying goal on a ping pong shot, and then they win it on a shin in goal from Scott McTominay. Oh, and a wonder goal by the aforementioned John McGinn. 
and the scenes at the end of this uh thing are are special and uh i think i need to play it but i'll have to just we just have to just have to give me a minute to cue it up so while you're and, doing uh, that i want to talk a little bit about uh our buddy joe at attitude of gratitude consulting um if you know the show by now you know our friend joe he uh he's helped us with uh laurent saving for aveline's college fund me saving for my newly in the past wedding uh and now my next venture is buying a house i was just telling laurent so um you know i i annoy the hell out of our buddy joe so much uh but i am gonna have to call him again tomorrow and talk to him about you know what the best ways to start looking at and and you know kind of digesting uh mortgage payments which are terrifying um <laughs> but uh do us a favor go to attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com like i always say you'll see his phone number right there you'll see his you know his video hanging out with his, his kids uh really really great family guy he's going to take the time to get to know you and, and really appreciate what your point of view is and what you're trying to accomplish and he's going to help you get there so uh attitudeofgratitudeconsulting.com uh tell him mike and laurent send you all right. So Laurent, what do we got? So this we, is full do you time. Like the this is full time in Scotland. Uh, this is the Scots singing "I Like to Boogie," a 1970s song. And the the backstory behind this. Look at this guy <laughs> singing "I Like to Boogie." So the backstory behind this is Scotland. One of the Scotland players whose name eludes me is on his stag do and which is the uh, the uh stag uh, the uh bachelor party and he's in drag as the singers of this song i like to boogie this weird uh 70s band that stole some music and apparently he makes a video of him singing that song and his teammates of course hammer him because they're like you're singing i like to boogie with your team and when scotland last one and I, i i'll see if i can find uh this one as well uh, they just and it becomes and it, it it escapes from social media to the world uh, and becomes their song. I expect that I like to boogie will now be the Scotland the unofficial Scotland song forever, like it's coming home for for England did. And it's just so Scottish. And I was listening to the Totally Football Show, and they had this younger woman and reporter from Scotland telling the story, and she was just over the moon, like. And these are the things that like national teams that have these moments that, you know, to loop it back to the U.S. men's national team. Can we have these moments? Can we have a national stadium? Uh. Can we get there against El Salvador in Columbus where we have our songs that mean more? Like it's got to mean more. It's not just a sporting event to go to. It's our let me just finish. It's that it's that third pillar. It's not team ownership and money it's got to be the supporters need to be the third in the try in the holy spirit of this whole fucking thing like we just need that because okay it's missing yeah but here's the thing we have a shit version of it just like a shit club right like we have the american outlaws who stink right (laughs) they're just they're just second best man i was a big part of them for a long time they and wouldn't once, sing I like to boogie from a stag dude because no, it would be they offensive wouldn't. to women. They're too busy they clapping their hands, books. pretending they're in Iceland, or they're too busy. Uh, what's that shit? I believe that we will win. Oh my Christ it. almighty, dude. It's just it's like nails on a fucking chalkboard. I and, have something to say about I believe that we will win that relates to the WSL woman scandal. Just please do. <laughs> um I have a very scary and sad thing to say that worries me. Like so. The women's league in the U.S. is in trouble, but an existential crisis. They had a coach who was molesting, grooming, whatever whatever he was doing, he was fucking with the girls on the team, right? Abusing his power. Maybe some of them were okay with it. Maybe some of them weren't. It doesn't right. matter. You just can't, matter. right? Yeah. No, it's not something you can do. And the women's team, a lot few of the players related it to the commissioner, and they covered it up. Basically, yeah. we're just like, oh, whatever. And this is not because it's all men. The, it's a female commissioner and they have this existential crisis. Are they going to survive? And I do have this sort of sinking feeling that the market just doesn't want all these teams. It wants five women's team. It wants just the women's team. I don't know 
Like, what is women's sports supposed to do when they simply can't survive trying to be in the cohort of what men's sports are, if you, if that makes sense? Like, you're never going to – you might not make $50,000 a year because it's just not there. And don't tell me about equity. It's just not there. <sighs> like, it's not there, right? So no, that no, piece? it's not. It's and and it's not fair. It's not fair you didn't get 150 years of people playing. No. It's not fair that you didn't get to start in the 20s. It's not fair that Title IX didn't happen. Well, hold the on, 70s. time out. All this time stuff out. isn't fair. I know. No, but wait a minute. It sucks. It's not fair if you're trying to. First of all, it's not fair if you're trying to compare your game to the men's game, which you should never fucking do, do. Don't do it. Make it something else. But if you're going to do that. And I said this in our literally second episode ever. We got in trouble. <laughs> we? Hey, we got some. I hope they. Shit. Are you still here? Are you still here, fan? Yeah. We're still talking about women's sports. I want to talk about the Manchester Derby. Something happened. I never thought I'd see happen in the women's the WSL in England. That league's doing well, but now we'll talk about it in a second. Well, why is it doing well, right? It's because it's Manchester City women and Manchester United women. You talk about how, oh, it's not fair that these clubs haven't had the opportunity to be around from the 20s. Of course it's not fair. But you know what the smart ones did? They went, hmm, those brands are worth billions of dollars. That's right, billions with a B. They have 100 years mostly, more more than that. More. <laughs> right? A lot of these clubs have more up. than 112 20 years of fucking equity and sweat equity and all of the, the community involvement and everything. And we England literally time. has an even worse thing. It was banned. Women weren't allowed to play for 70 years. They no, banned it. It's I'm even not, crazier. And, and I'm not saying for a second that I don't side, side with the fact that this is patently ridiculous as I remember that my battery is dying. Mm. And it, it, what you need to realize is that you get to either do your own thing and swim or sink and god bless you or you use those trademarks those logos those crests that have been worth everything that you've ever wanted you get to have who's the best player on manchester city women uh well the captain is steph houghton but uh okay let's go with ellen steph page El ellen page ellen Ellen uh, Page. No, not Ellen you mean Page. Ernie Page or whatever his name yeah, is I, now. I didn't mean to name checker. I just didn't remember who, the name now. Uh, the England striker. I can't remember her name. Her name's Ellen, but I doesn't can't matter. What was name. the captain's name? Steph. Steph Houghton. Steph Houghton. Yeah. Houghton. Awesome. You would have a Houghton jersey in the Manchester City Pro Shop or Club Shop or whatever, right next to Kevin De Bruyne, right next to Phil Foden's jersey. That's what you would get. Right. There's no question about that. So if you had, and I said, again, go back to our literally second episode ever. I went on this whole diatribe about it. It's actually one of the only times I've been coherent on this fucking show. And we're doing 108 episodes. Yeah. Okay? Where you basically have, uh, pick whatever league you want, right? The WNBA, stop it with this New York Liberty shit. If you are New York <laughs> Knicks women, you're in Madison Square Garden. You're not playing in fucking Westchester. You're in MSG. You're hanging out. You're getting, you know what? The Rangers, I'll use personally me, right? If the Rangers, instead of the New York Riveters, which don't even fucking get me started with That's that real? One, yeah. The New York Rosie the Riveters is a fucking team name. And if you would have had the New York Rangers women, and let's say they're playing the New York Islanders women. well, That's rivalry game. That's real. Generally, I don't. I wouldn't probably watch most of it. There's no contact in women's hockey. It's fine. Do I watch the USA Canada gold medal game because they're the only two teams that can fucking skate in the world in the Olympics? Yep. <laughs> I'm sure and the Swedes. It's can usually skate. pretty fucking the white good. Junk. The Swedes no. can skate. Dude, they get beat by 10 fucking goals. It's not even close. Okay? <laughs> they do. Just like every time. It's ridiculous. <laughs> Russia, not even fucking close. But yeah, the point is that USA Canada on equal footing, roughly, and yeah. it's usually a pretty good hockey game. But the point is, is I watch that because A, I know it's going to be good, and B, I fucking hate Canada. So if you have this where you go, you wean into everything that you feel during the Olympics, basically that 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 involvement, that patriotism, Speak, that and, whatever. And, and here's the perfect example. Manchester Derby in an international break, City versus Manchester perfect. United got perfect the largest time. rating of any woman's game in England. They had 1.2 million viewers. That's yeah. bigger than any Premier League game in the US. I By believe way, that. We don't get we don't get over one and a half million to watch a Premier League game in the US on NBC. No chance. That's that was the actually, biggest but, game. And not only that, there was a straight red. 
in a woman's oh. game. She went in hard and fucking put her spikes in. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. I was so proud. I was like, yes, draw blood. <laughs> that dude yeah. never see that in women's fucking football. And if you're a straight if- red, I fucking loved it. I was like, okay. oh, she got her like on her thigh with her fucking boot. Nice. <laughs> and if you were she watching, like, instead you, of you fucking elbow me, I'm putting you in the goddamn more. Now, let me ask you this. This is important. <laughs> if you were just happening by and you saw Sky Blue FC oh, versus the, the Lady Red Devils, would I'm you in. give a shit? No, they no. Were would, you, would you? Sky Blue FC? No. If they weren't they have affiliated. To be yeah. Right? That's there's so much there, and even if you watch, if you, if you tune in, you wouldn't have that that involvement. You wouldn't feel like this is your club as well, right? You're basically co-opting every fan that Manchester City has. Okay, bad example, but like every club, all of their fans would have another thing to root for. Okay, I mean, this and shit, here, where this, we this. came out of sports not being around for so long, it was in this moment where I was like. Yeah, I would watch it. I would because I'm dying for anything at this point, right? And that was a year look at, ago. Look at the girls, man. They are fired up. They get a draw awesome. down a man. They're fucking fired up. My That's team awesome. has had a bad, 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 bad season. So in the Women's Super League in England, basically one loss, two losses, it's over, right? So yeah. City have already got three losses. They're done. They had too many injuries. Too many players went down, whatever. They lost in the – they already out of the Champions League because of Real Madrid. But, you know, Chelsea is a fucking juggernaut, and, Ars- and Arsenal are a juggernaut. And, hey, you know what? You know who else is doing well in the Women's Super League? Brighton ladies. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's it. Oh, the lady gulls. <laughs> Nice. But uh, yeah, I really, I really, I really do. I do like the WSL. It might be Anglophile again. I don't know, but the quality's better. It's still more accessible. The BBC actually doesn't condescend and bring up other shit. It's just like the women are playing and it's on. And the guys yeah. who cover it are just like, I went to the game. They don't have like, don't have, I know this sounds weird, but I'm going to say it. They don't have like dedicated female reporters who do it they just have alan shearer went to the newcastle game you're just like oh like they don't belittle it by being like well this is the woman's thing they're like no the guardian is gonna have barry glendening who follows sunderland go cover this fucking woman's game and he's gonna go oh this was good and you're like thank you respect it with like the best of the best like ian dark doing women's games is good or like but don't belittle it with these I don't I don't I know I know that Julie sounds weird. maybe that doesn't terrible. make sense. I like her, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but she they just roll her ass out, right? Like yeah, it's just like, right. oh, it's she's, a woman's thing. The, Let's get Julie Fowdy. Right, exactly. Whereas you kind of want you kind of want maybe as a man to for it to be covered, I want my expected coverage, right? It would be, you know, if there was NFL football or uh, like like, why doesn't Woj cover the fucking women's, the the the, the WNBA? Like, because, there's no Woj bombs? And because, that's what I'm saying. And is but that, you would respect it more, right? You might be it like, were, it's not my, it, it's not separated. It's because it has to be so segmented and segregated, right? And if it didn't have to be, if it was just basketball with women, if it wasn't women's basketball, it was basketball with women. If it's soccer with women instead of, and soccer with men, right? Totally different things. But they're just... They, they live in the same ecosystem and you basically have right. the same clubs, right? They're basically, it's just another pro- line in the PNL for Manchester right, but City. But the way that it's clubs, covered matters. Like I know, I know you want no, representation, that's what I'm right? And they, and there should be women covering men. It isn't like that. It's yes, not yes, equal it's, in that way. Right. Yes. It's just that I want the best people covering the game. Right. So I agree. When you roll out Julie Foudy instead of uh, Stuart Robson, Stuart Robson. Yeah. He's good. Or Ian Dark. It, it, it cheapens it a little. You're like, oh, this must mean it's a women's thing. I don't know. Right. Maybe that doesn't right. make sense. No, and anyway. I mean, listen, there's going to be people who listen to this and go, you bigots, you pricks, you sons of bitches. And it's not that they'll just do that no opposite. matter what we do, right? Of course they are. But that's the opposite of what we're saying. What we're saying is this is how it's been done for X amount of years. We're also not saying it's perfect. But what we're saying is that when the biggest games and, and the biggest occasions happen, this is how it looks. 
and this is how it sounds. And what we wish for the women's game is the exact same thing. The exact yeah. same fucking thing. I want fucking Woj bombs in the WNBA. All of it. He doesn't even cover it. All of it. No. Like, what is that? That means what? That means because that it, it's not it important. If Woj isn't doing it, it's not important. Exactly. <laughs> and what they and until you get a female Woj, you just get the, you know, how about you have the the other guy do it, right? So there's yeah, there's a and lot of that's what of, I do like about the WSL said, in England is they do have their top reporters are like I'm going Good. to this game. Like one guy was like Rory Smith from the Times is like I went to Chelsea Women's and then I went to Stanford Bridge the same day that he just skipped yeah. town. Right, that's awesome. That's how yeah, it should. So that's be. great. And and and, it, and before long you won't have to go anywhere because Chelsea women are going to be playing at Stanford Bridge and it's going to be great. Really- Right? They're really fucking good. They're, well, they're really good. But like Spurs women plays somewhere else and they play at the bit at the stadium like two or three times a year. And they host so, Arsenal. So we've got, we're, like we're in this sort fans. of like lane of morality. And I wondered if you had any more Newcastle takes uh, left <laughs> in you. Uh, because I'm sort of super curious about this. I, I don't know why football fans have to become the moral keepers. Like, why should they fucking care? Like, but I've just been thinking about, about it a lot. Well, who's the only in the Newcastle scenario? Who are the only football fans who are not suddenly moral about things? It's Newcastle fans, right? Yeah, they don't. So care. it's no, 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 no. <laughs> what I'm telling you is, and you have told me this many times, everybody should have a chic, right? So <laughs> I'm mad at you because I don't have a chic. So what am I going to do about it? I'm going to bitch, moan, complain about human rights violations in a third world country that. Do do or do not happen. Of course they happen. I'm not saying I'm not denying this. They absolutely happen. They absolutely happen. But what I'm saying is exactly right. The problem is that there's okay. So there was just an NFL game at Tottenham Stadium yesterday. None of that money is going to be going to Spurs, which frustrates the shit out of me. But otherwise, what a clever way to fight back against the cities, against the 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 big wigs, right? What a clever way to get a literally just generate more revenue as a club and then punch back, right? So you're going to be punching on even ground or somewhat, but it just, it feels like a fucking cartoon when you have Manchester city be the, 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 you know, the biggest and the richest club in the land. And then you have somebody come in who's adding a zero. Like it's not, it's not like we're on equal footing with man city. Now we we're dwarfing you by what did we say twelve times? Yeah, they have so, three three sixty billion versus just, twenty-six billion. So I don't think it's the I don't think it's the 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 human rights stuff or whatever. It's just it's the literal rest of the country going, come on, man. Like that's <laughs> bullshit. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, I know, I know. But there, but there but you get you do get with the journalists who are all for lack of a better word, they're all basically trained in the same ideological school. No, not baseball writers. The football no, writers. No, but they they're England. they're they're baseball writers. Yes, they're just yes. they're holding rich. on to some this ideal, this community thing. Like it's like, dude, this, what you're not going to support? Like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm not going to vote for this guy for the Hall of Fame because it's right, like, the right this thing. Kids to do. literally dancing outside of St. James's Park with mom's fucking kitchen towels on their head. There were literally dozens of them all dressed like Saudi sheiks. Yeah. Singing. Like they were over the moon. They're all, they're fucking pumped. Now buried in this. And this is one of these things where I get, where I get pissed off about the sexism thing. This woman, Stavely, Stavery, whatever. She brokered the Man City deal. Cause she's like a big shot fucking Saudi mm-hmm. money dealer. She brokered a deal that got Sheikh Mansour. He wasn't going to buy Manchester City. He doesn't know who the fuck. He doesn't know where Manchester is. Right? <laughs> Still doesn't. And they, and they have this other guy, and she brokered that deal. Then she she tries for four years to get this Newcastle deal over the line. She did the initial bid of $300 million with a different partner. They did, rejected it. Then she went back and got the Saudis. Then this thing. We have a literal fucking uh, Ted Lasso owner has come in a beautiful woman who was a model now is a badass fucking financial wids who just got this deal done. She's going to be the chairman of Newcastle United. And all we're talking about is the Saudis. How about this woman's a fucking incredible. Like we talked yeah. about Marina. Yeah. Like 
There's women in football at the highest levels taking over teams at the best clubs in the world, and they're being buried. Like, this should be a fucking celebration. Like, hey, WSL, why didn't you get her as an owner? What the fuck were you doing? Maybe a you fucking commissioner. Yeah, exactly. Like, Because she would have taken that coach by the throat and thrown him <laughs> off of the fucking the yeah. bridge. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's these things that are happening that are just like, why don't, why there's narratives that are just like, okay, we want to talk about this. Let's talk about this amazing woman who brokered this fucking deal. Yeah. It's incredible. Who's out in front. She's on sky. She literally said, Newcastle is going to win the league or the champions league within five to 10 years. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I don't know. It, it's weird. And she's been in football for 10 years. She's been a part of the two biggest deals in the world, transformative deals. Whether you agree with them or not, Manchester City completely changed English football and probably saved Arsenal by buying their shitty players for way too much money. Uh, <laughs> like Sammy So could you then argue that this woman has ruined football? And why isn't there more of an <laughs> argument about that? <laughs> let's talk about her fine <laughs> no right? no like, no i'm not i'm not saying that at all but that's but fine I, you can I feel like that would be way. a good that would be a column that would get some attention right right you want to write maybe instead of singing her praises the being like, of football right instead of singing her praise back this woman came in and she fucked everything up and now we have to deal with man city and newcastle okay yeah, she's to her. blame if yeah it was her <laughs> If somebody wrote that story, I think yeah. it'd get some. I PCP, think it get some clicks. Is it PCP Capital? Wow, that's a strange name. Amanda, I'm gonna say her name properly. Amanda Stavely from the North. Yeah, from the North. Yeah, Amanda Stavely from Ripon. Yeah, that's her. She did both the deals. Mm -hmm. PCP Capital. That is a strange fucking that's, name. That's yeah. <laughs> okay. We're gonna let's. You know what? I think we're going to go on PCP Capital because yeah. the Germans used it. Yeah, all right. Doc Ellis. <laughs> all right, Doc Ellis, take us home. Uh, that was the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Mike uh, Salerno and Laurent Cortines. I almost forgot your name. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network, and those guys are recording a lot. We record on Tuesdays and Fridays, so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. So you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple or anywhere else, please rate and review the show. Difference. And yes, I can boogie.